and welcome to Don't Be All Like Uncool, a way too deep dive into the shallowest people on the planet. I'm Elizabeth, and I'm joined by my lovely friend and co-host, Mr. Alex Morant. All right, this tagline uh, is for uh, a housewife that you can both take a wild guess at who it is. Don't call my marriage a sour patch, kid, because it's sweet, then sour, then gone. You also need to know that the tagline for Sour Patch Kids is sour, sweet, then gone, so... Okay, I've never read the package because I've eaten them so quickly. Okay, my guess is Dr. Jen. Julia? Oh, I have to guess? Sweet, sour, then gone. Oh, yeah, I think... Well, now that I know your guess is Dr. Jen, the only person I can think of is Dr. Jen. Well, you're both wrong. It's the person who was married to someone with the moniker Sweet... Noella, who was married to Sweet James. Sweet, sour, gone. That was too smart for us, Alex. And then after gone, we have totally over it, totally moved on, don't even care anymore. I thought that was one of the dumbest ones I've ever had. I guess maybe Noella's tagline should be sour, sweet, gone, and then remarried. (laughs) What about Sweet James who? Sweet James, too. (laughs) In the span of 20 minutes I was driving this weekend on the freeway, I saw five Sweet James billboards. Oh, Back to back to back. He's now more than ever. He's spent a lot of money on getting himself in the air. Yeah. We are also joined by my lovely sister, Miss Julia Hewitt. Summer's supposed to be fun. Kyle, not fun. (laughs) Um, Okay, I'm going to go right into my tagline, Julia. Why be disappointed by so many men when you can be disappointed by just one? Amanda? Or Paige? It was Amanda. Or everybody? Because she was saying Lindsay's just uh, becoming yeah, disappointed yeah. by so many men. And I'm like, oh, um, oh I see. I um, get it. Amanda. So yeah, Julie, well, we have to go into it, but the obsession that Amanda and Kyle have about Lindsay's su- hot so Lindsay jealous. summer makes me think that maybe... Yes. And know what? I'm just going to do it right off the bat. I have to take back what I said. I thought the whole miscarriage thing was way bigger secret than it was. And then Kyle threw it out there. Gross. Let's just go right into Summer House. I can't help myself. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So last episode, Alex was grossed out that Amanda said, you almost had a family, Lindsay. And I said, I don't know what she's referring to, but isn't that a big secret? We didn't, they didn't know that. Well, turns out, nope. They all knew, and then Kyle threw it in her face. So yeah, this is a couple who obviously talks about Lindsay, not on the weekend, throwing her miscarriage in her face two weekends in a row. It was shocking, and then he had the audacity when Carl was trying to talk him down to say that he was trying to get the heat off of Lindsay by asking Luke a question. Like, we we were watching, we know better. Nice try, Kyle. Mm-hmm. Also, what Amanda did last week was, I, I maintain that that was a really gross, horrible thing for her to do. What Kyle did is a thousand times worse with everyone there. Just like the worst time to bring it up. Almost apropos of like nothing. Terrible. You can tell that Monday through Friday, Amanda and Kyle have made this their common conversation. Lindsay. When the stress of the world is on their shoulders, they are just discussing Lindsay's wrongdoings. I don't, why are they? Is it because they're so miserable and they're about to be married and Lindsay, like, should be miserable because she's not getting married and she should be jealous of them? Yes. Quote, unquote, you know what I mean? I like, think that's they're trying they're to justify their wedding. And they think that she should be miserable because she had this tragic thing happen. Like, they can't compute, like, 
something awful happened to you. Why are you having fun? Which is ultimately just like them having so many responsibilities and like not trying to find a way for her not to have fun because she doesn't have any. And as I keep saying, let her have fun. And Kyle's tagline is summer's supposed to be fun. So why is he hating on Lindsay for having fun? Also, you think this isn't what Lindsay talks about in therapy every week? Like, oh, thanks, Kyle, for your thoughts. Yeah. Something good that's happening with Lindsay right now is the romance between her and Carlito is blossoming to where I just want them to kiss already. They're playing basically like grab ass with each other in every Mm -hmm. scene. He stands up for her so manly. Carl being the only sober one in the room looks really good on him. He can handle being around all the drunk people. God bless. And then he just looks so tall and hot and level-headed. Mm-hmm. I agree that you could definitely see it come in this episode, which was very fun. And Danielle is the most supportive friend ever when everyone was saying, like, Lindsay, you're going crazy. Danielle's just like, you gotta be yourself. Then they know what they're <laughs> kidding. I don't get why we're acting like this isn't who Lindsay is. And when she had a boyfriend, I think she was way more miserable last year when she had Stravi. Although I do have to say, Lindsay has picked two huge fights with this guy that we haven't even really seen yet over the phone. And Mm -hmm. she does sound crazy in those instances. But Amanda and Kyle aren't there for that. So (laughs) no, Um, no, no. Amanda, who is one of my true Bravo loves, had a bad showing this week. I'm having a really hard time with her this season. Like, Alex has falling out of love with Paige. I think we need Hannah because Amanda's starting to get to me. Oh, I fell back in love with Paige because Amanda looked so bad. When her dad and mom came there and she made the joke about hiding her grandfather's inheritance or the trust money that she's getting from Kyle and how she doesn't know anything that's going on and then all of these wedding planning things seems to be falling on Kyle and she has no idea about them what does she do it, it this was a very interesting look into their lives like Amanda doesn't even know how much money she has she knows her bank account and that's it but she knows that she has my guess is like some RI, like, uh, what is it called? Like an index fund somewhere. Oh, I'm sure her dad is, like, investing money for her, and then she clearly has family money that's being handled by her dad. But she just seemed like such a little kid mm-hmm. in that meeting, and, like, well, Kyle pays all of our bills. Like, okay, now I'm kind of, I hate to say this out loud, now I'm kind of on Kyle's side. Like, Amanda doesn't have any stake in this. Well, that's kind of... She mm-hmm. kind of seems like a little that's kid. That's kind of been my theory, but I've had nothing really to back it up with yet, aside from, like, a few scenes of her and Kyle, like, at home talking about Loverboy. But I've kind of imagined that that's how she is with Loverboy, too. That she is kind of, like, mm-hmm. not fully aware of what's going on. And, like, the stuff that she does is Kyle kind of, like, making her do it when she doesn't really want to. I... I feel like she just really, if left to her own devices, would do nothing and be totally fine with that, which is fine. But the fact that, like, it's driving Kyle crazy and she's just like, what's wrong? Like, she doesn't know why he's acting like a psychopath. And it's probably a lot to do with her. It's sad. 
they're a really sad couple, and that makes me sad. It does because I do like them in a way. I mean, I've been watching them for years, and I've always questioned because Amanda, until this episode, has looked like the more put-together one. But now it's obvious why she stayed with Kyle is they are the same person. He just can't handle his shit on the weekend, and she can't handle her shit Monday through Friday. But we only see the weekend, so that's why Kyle looks like a bad guy. This has been a very hard time for me as an Amanda lover. She looks great, though. Oh, yeah, she does. (laughs) Sleeping in her makeup is really doing her wonders. Well, I think we have one episode left, right? The wedding. As a final thought, Mm -hmm. are we going to DM Luke? He reads all his DMs. Yeah, apparently it's a lot easier to get with Luke than we, we got thought. got DM Luke. Hey, Luke. Do you? I wonder how many... Maybe D- it's cut. Should our DM... People talk over him in real life. It's the only way he can communicate with people. <laughs> no one will listen to him otherwise. I wonder if... Our question should be, how many DMs did you get after last that episode? Oh, because I'm sure they... I'm sure people skyrocketed to yeah. the Insta. Yeah, they didn't think it was that easy. All right. Do we want to do OC next? Sure. All right. One out of two episodes of the reunion for OC. Already, this is exactly what I thought it would be. Nobody's going after Heather. Nobody's going after Gina and Emily. But Emily's making herself look so bad. Why is she defending sweet James? She doesn't even know him. And she keeps saying, oh, well, that's not what he said online. What about this dude seems trustworthy? Like, why are you backing him as a lawyer? We called this, as a lawyer. We, didn't we say this was going to be like Salt Lake? And it is. Yeah. I had more hope than you Shake two, but you two are 100% right. Andy tried to go after Heather, but he couldn't even get through. It all went back on Shannon and Noella. And Noella, I think... Really? You know, people kind of lost her for a little bit. People were not on board with Noella, and she has taken the internet back in, like, a stronghold because she was so unbothered with this insane line of questioning, and it just made Emily look nuts. But you know how Shannon gets so flustered? Mm -hmm. But that's why Shannon's a good housewife, but Noella just being unfazed by the insanity that Emily is putting out as a lawyer. As a lawyer! They're so offended by Noella, who is just, like, doesn't give a shit and just says, I'm pretty, comfortable in my sexuality, and that's what I have to offer these rich men, and I'm going to go for it. And for some reason, that's breaking these women's code. Because she's reserving her emotional outbursts for, like, the real things happening in her life, and she's not putting Mm -hmm. any of that energy into any of the petty drama, and that drives them nuts. Mm -hmm. They want to have a reaction from her, but they're not getting it. If this was Beverly Hills, Noella would be celebrated. Like, Lisa Renna would be like, I love it. Own it. Own Mm -hmm. it. It's just so interesting. You know, we're in the same Mm -hmm. state. We're not that far away from each other, but just the different dynamics of the show. This was the first time I heard the women reference the packs they make, Mm -hmm. not to bring things up. I I don't want to hear Nicole James ever again. I don't need to hear about this lawsuit that was dropped. It wasn't settled. It just got dropped. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Heather's so phony. And Alex and I talked about it last week that Heather has unfollowed every single cast member. Oh. Including Gina and Emily. So we're, we were speculating, what does that mean? Is she, she wasn't invited back. 
Because as Bethany Frankel says, nobody quits Housewives. Yes, she wasn't, in, except for Bethany Frankel, who actually did quit. <laughs> did she, though? I think so. The second time, definitely. Yeah, we needed her back. <laughs> I'm loving this reunion. Maybe it's because I know that it's only two parts. I don't know. I love the call Andy had with his son. I love watching Gina and Emily try to like gain control of the situation, but they're so ineffective. I don't know. I'm misliking it. I can't wait to hear about Jen and Ryan, though I feel like we already heard it and That's there's it. nothing more. Yeah. If Heather isn't ass backed, but Dr. Jen is shocking. I agree. Is Dr. Jen gonna get anything this reunion? How like how much screen time do you think she's gonna get really? I'm thinking like a minute max. We're gonna see like the montage of how her season went. Everyone's gonna go, ha ha ha, good first season. And then like what else is there to say? Yeah, we'll never see she her won't again. say anything. The first thing she said this reunion was like very cryptic and like I could not tell if it was a joke and no one could tell if it was a joke. No, Which the women that? all had to tell Andy she wasn't joking. Like, and Andy's like, no, she's joking. Yeah. And she's, no, I'm not. <laughs> no, she didn't even say that. She was like, well, we'll see. That's not even, oh my God. I'm trying to give her yeah, see, that's so more credit than she deserves. It's like, what? Where Noella makes me want to watch more, I want to see her have her fake office set up for her new sex line. I want to meet this 33-year-old Bobby. I want more from Noella. She's given us another chapter of her life that we got to get our eyes on. I don't like the way that Andy set up Noella to make her seem, like, weird. When he, like, introduced her and he was like, hey, hope you brought a stack of receipts and not a stack of vaginas. And she said, oh, I prefer the latter. He does this little, <laughs> okay. Like, what? You're the one that said the weird thing first. We're <laughs> trying to put this on her. Anyway, Because Noella cannot be embarrassed. <laughs> like, she, she is unfazed by everything. Do you think Andy Cohen lives to make middle-aged women blush? Yes. Okay. And she's unblushable. <laughs> she really is. Mm-hmm. Ooh, one of my favorite... That's good. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite moments of this reunion happened before it even started. Shannon making a shaky phone call to the wrong person saying that her dress didn't fit. Oh, this made me so sad because when I watched that Project Runway episode, the designer that she was assigned to designed her like a beautiful dress. And he was the one who designed this dress that didn't work. And as a fan of their dynamic duo, I was sad for them. But Julia... So somebody goes out, some producer buys her a random dress, and when the photos were released, everybody said this is the best that Shannon's ever looked on a reunion. So even though it was last minute, Shannon still won Best Dressed, and that's why I love a good Shannon. Mm -hmm. It's sad that the dress didn't work, and the water in the trailer didn't hydrate her mouth properly. (laughs) That was so funny. Yeah, I read between the lines on that one. Shannon's on some meds that dry mouth is a... Uh... <laughs> she couldn't even finish her her rant. She had to stop mid-rant she to get what she water. Was saying. People were laughing. In a way, it was kind of nice to have a pause. When she came back from her water, she was like way more... Like, Ready to go. To the point. Yeah, she had thought out her <laughs> argument. Heather does not hold herself as like above these ladies she's definitely an equal with them in this reunion and i was just thinking about you know her well you're so lucky i didn't out you as getting cheated on like i'm a better friend you're doing it right now also oh that looks nasty how many more prediction how many more if you ever 
talk about my family again. Flashbacks are we going to have next episode? Because we got two this episode. Oh, also Andy Cohen <laughs> saying, Heather, you look exactly the same as you did all those years ago. And then they flash to Shannon and she's rolling her eyes. Me too, Shannon. I'm rolling my eyes as well. Andy Cohen, messy, messy. All right. Are we ready for New Jersey? All right. New Jersey. Can I start with a hot mic, Marge? Please. All right. So the housewives are doing my second least favorite thing they do on Bravo besides giving us weird sex scenes, which is recording music. Yeah, we've gotten a lot of that this year. Or maybe it was just OC, but I'm still traumatized. They were back to back. So they're going into the recording studio and Jen is wearing a plaid dress and there is a plaid chair. Jen goes and sits on matching chair and in the background you can hear Margaret, who's not on screen, go, if you sit there we won't be able to see you. (laughs) She says it so seriously with such concern too, like, well, we're not going to be able to see you if you sit there. We won't remember you're here. You're going to disappear. My hot mic Marge is when Teresa decides she's not, they're not going to take that room in the house with them. So it's like left open. So we cut back to Marge. There's, they discuss how Marge took the room. And we get a flashback to Marge taking Teresa's room. And she says, okay, we're taking Teresa's room. Well, taking Teresa's room. It's just If they're not perfect. here, I'm going to be in here. <laughs> okay, my hot mic Marge is after they're doing their line dancing. She declares she's sweating out of every orifice. <laughs> I'm hating the Teresa Marge argument because it's not real. Marge didn't say anything. She's she asked a question at the beginning of the season and now Teresa is every time she sees like a reality blurb or page six article, she's like, Marge. I think Teresa is just trying to decide who's on her side and in a way it's a huge setup to hate her sister-in-law. She's always doing this. She did this mm-hmm. last season too. It's just like a weird loyalty test with her every time. Haven't they proved themselves enough? Can't she give it a rest? I don't like when a housewife is untouchable. I don't think it's fun. And Teresa is untouchable. The other ladies are kind of starting to turn against her, like Jackie, Marge. Kind of that's it, though. Oh, but Tiki Barber's lady, I don't remember her name. Jen a little. A little Jen. Jen a little bit. But, oh, that's just her apology. Her apology was, I'm sorry you provoked me. That's not an apology. I'm not going to give her a pat on the back for that. Jen's only kind of turning on her because Bill's there. Because she said, I don't want Bill to think that I condone this behavior. Mm. If Bill wasn't there, I think Jen would be 100% Teresa. She just knows how she looks, so she's having to check herself. What's sad is her defenders, which are her brother Joe and Dolores, their like, excuse for her is that she's like a dog from a shelter, basically. <laughs> and that that's why she's acting this way to Louie. And then Marge has that, she goes off on that thing like, oh, if she's like a dog from a shelter, it's like Daddy Warbucks like getting a dog. <laughs> so she goes off on a weird, it's like she hasn't seen Annie. <laughs> I made an observation while being in multiple Jersey couples' rooms. Hmm. And I'm going to say who I think has it. Jen and Bill, despite their marital issues, they have a little something-something. You can sense their sexual liking Oh, you mean they, each other. they like each other? They like each other. The, yes, they roleplay. Jackie and Evan have it. A little bit. I think they have it. I think they do. I think she's embarrassed how much he shows it on camera. 
I think she's holding back. I think Melissa has to get drunk and then she'll like let Joe be his gross self. I think Frank and Dolores have it. Just years of yeah. sexual tension. And then I don't sense it off Teresa and Louie Louis at either. all. Because we were just nope. going from room to room to room. I thought Tiki and his wife really had it until the decorator for Dolores' party came in looking exactly like Tiki Barber's wife. And he gave her a little once-over. But it could just be because he was confused because he didn't realize his wife was also a decorator. Oh, no, Julia. Reddit noticed that as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot. Speaking of it... I don't really sense Marge and her husband's it factor, but she certainly has it for herself because she did trick her own breast out at dinner twice. <laughs> Joe B and Marge's it isn't like <laughs> sexual, it's gossip driven. Yes. They do have that. They yes. don't have it, but they mm-hmm. have that. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't really know where we can go from here. I can't imagine a franchise without Teresa. But how is this different than what Monique did? Like, repeatedly going after Marge. Oh, gotcha. Like, yes, I know Monique and Candace actually put hands on each other, but I'd say throwing glasses is up there. Mm-hmm. I think the fact that the drama is so vague and confusing and not real, as you said, feels like it stops it from being such a thing. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, if it was mm-hmm. clearly, like, Marge is saying that, like, you know, Marge is the one making the accusations and then that's, the violence is the reaction to that, then it becomes a bigger thing. But it's just a confusing scenario. It's, like, hard to talk about what's really going on right now. So I don't think anyone's going to get, like, fired for it or anything. No, yeah. I don't think so. Especially, like, Teresa, who's been, you know, kind of the backbone of this show for so long. But they've gotten rid of people before, but, like, maybe she's more of a Ramona, this weird untouchable. Mm-hmm. Do we think that Teresa is that stupid, or do we think that she has that little control over her emotions? I think a little bit of both. Or is she, like, a little kid who th- throws a tantrum to get what she wants? Yeah, she's not getting her way right now because people are questioning the love of her life. So she but they of- aren't! <laughs> Marge brought up that people were questioning, as in, like, the internet. Yeah. So she's throwing a tantrum. I just want to say one final thought. Uh, Teresa keeps referring to her relationship with Louie in this honeymoon stage as a love bubble. And I thought this episode, gosh, love bubble and love bombing do sound very similar. (laughs) (laughs) You know that Teresa read what love bombing was online and was like, wow, that sounds great! That's what we have! And then just got it wrong. I will say for my final thought, um, the craziest thing I've ever seen in Bravo, no hyperbole, is the, you know, they do the little like sneak peek before the trailer about what you're about to see. The mm-hmm. sneak peek of them on the boat and Joe Gorga cutting off a blurry dick off of Frank. <laughs> I like lost my mind <laughs> without any context. It was great. I mean, I it didn't show. get much more context when we actually saw it. The Jersey guys are so <laughs> much fun to watch, and they try so hard to get every other male group and every other city to do even a fraction of what these guys can do. Yeah, nice try Salt Lake. I was yeah. going to say Salt Lake. You know when Salt Lake watched this, there's a Seth Mark somewhere It's like, I could do that. You just have to bring a dildo to the boat. That's what we're missing. I'm like Cho Gorka. (laughs) All right, you guys ready for awards? Yes. Yes, that's comedy career. Take off. All right, awards. Okay, bear with me on this one. You ready? Yes. 
All right. My Jelly Belly Award, named after the brand of jelly beans, Jelly Belly, which declares themselves as a gourmet jelly bean, goes to Noella, who is the housewife version of a Jelly Belly. (laughs) (laughs) She's not a jelly bean. She's a gourmet housewife. She's the best hire they've done all year. I agree. Mm -hmm. I think that she could be dropped anywhere and do great. She would have an excellent fight with Leah. She could take on Kyle and be unfazed by Lisa Leah wouldn't know what to do with her. No. (laughs) I think that she's perfect. And I'm sorry, I didn't say this during Jersey. I think we need to drop Giselle into Jersey. And that would really clean up this Trey problem. Oh, yeah. Oh, Giselle and uh, Teresa would be a a rough ride. Yep. All right, Alex, what's your award? My Scary Island Creepy Award, famously uh, based off of Kelly repeatedly calling Bethany creepy on their trip for uh, just a weird word to use based on what was going on, um, goes to Noella for calling Emily creepy numerous times because of the way that Emily speculates on what Noella's mindset was when her marriage with Sweet James fell apart. I just thought creepy was a weird word choice to use repeatedly, so... Congratulations, Noella. I love it when these housewives say creepy. She's not the only one that does that. They all use creepy for like weird reasons. That's why she's a gourmet housewife, Alex. It's true. My housewife music award, which should just be an award show hosted by Andy Cohen, is actually going to go to OC. (gasps) And I never would have gifted this award to them except for like, they actually had auto-tune, and despite Marge insisting that they had their original song on Jersey auto-tune multiple times, they did not touch that. That company that let you experience what it's like to produce a song certainly didn't include in the package to be able to listen to your song and think, oh, that was good. So anyway, congratulations, see I never thought that I would... Think of the OC autotune song fondly until I had to listen to the Jersey song. It is so funny that like when they were listening back to it, it didn't sound mastered at all. It was unedited in any way. It truly just sounded like the live recording that we saw them shoot once. Like they didn't do another take or anything. This has been a very bizarre (laughs) chunk of Bravo. All right, now we just need Summer House the Musical and we can call it good. Yes! Well, thank you guys so much for joining me. (laughs) Thank you, Elizabeth. Anytime. You can catch new episodes of the Don't Be All Like Uncool podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Podbean. You can also follow us on Instagram at likeuncoolpodcast. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, and mention it all.